Gotta go fast! You're listening to Play for Tempo, Hearthstone in 30 Minutes or Less with Schwal and Steven Sensei. Oh, this is gonna be fun! When last we met, we were dealing with discussions of nerfs and card changes and news from Ixar. There's still news from Ixar. You can go read that at out of dot cards. They have a great review. Um, but other than that, it's been all quiet on the watchtower front. They're just <laughs> there. There hasn't been anything going on. Yeah. Which is kind of nice. <laughs> yeah. I used that time to hit legend in a third format. <laughs> in a third. Wait, did you hit it in classic? Yes. Oh, wow, Schwal. Okay, yeah. I'm going to send you after this podcast, I'm going to send you my login details, and you can go ahead and bump my MMR for <laughs> me. It'll give you something to do. <laughs> that is definitely not allowed. But <laughs> Yeah, not allowed. Don't do that. But no, that that's awesome. Congratulations, man. That's, that's yeah. going to make your climb in all three formats easier next month. Definitely. The it, Yeah, the Vicious Syndicate Classic Report had this mid-range shaman deck that nobody had discovered at the time it's really good huh like i had been you know i'd been at like diamond four like edging up to three very slowly with four sword druid and i picked that up and went uh 11 and four okay then (laughs) yeah wait wait i'm confused wait shaman is good yes it's like Take all the good shaman cards that aren't named Bloodlust. Don't play token stuff. And it's a good deck. Very burny. Very. I, it's huh. fun. I, I'm going to have to go check that out. That does sound interesting. Yeah. Um, I, but yeah, so like I said, it's been it's been quiet, which is good, which means that we can actually talk about something not directly rated, related to like news or the game imploding. Yeah. There's yeah. so much room for freedom and activities. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I thought it would be fun to talk about deck archetypes generally. And okay. I I'm not sure what got me onto this. I I think I was just using about a few of the things about deck archetypes and whatever. And I think I I do want to note one thing at the start is that we Hearthstone as a game and like as a community has taken most of these terms from magic and they can mean slightly different things in magic. And I will kind of explain where that has come and gone. Um, okay. But the, it is definitely like this all comes from magic. That is the major thing. <laughs> um, and uh, sort of the first thing I want to start with is um, by what axis of advantage does a deck want to win? And so there are roughly speaking four advantages. There is life advantage, which is how aggro wants to win. It wants to make your plays awkward because you have to answer their board or you're dead. Um, the And then it wants to kill you, obviously. Um <laughs> There is board advantage, which mid-range and tempo tend to want to go for, which is they will probably kill you in the late game or mid to late game, but they want to stick a board 
and do stuff with that board. And that is their major goal. Um, okay, so I have a question already. So life advantage with aggro, you were talking about that, you know, it wants to get things on board and make plays awkward. Is that basically just early game board advantage? Yeah. Then aggro, versus. So, yes, that aggro wants early game board advantage, but is reasonably happy to give that up like three turns before it wins. Like it's fine. A lot of decks, at least, are fine, like giving okay. up the board advantage like three turns before it wins. Um, mid range wants to mid range will often not have board advantage for like the first three to four turns, and then we'll gain it back and we'll win from there. Uh, tempo wants to have the early board advantage and then stay and then play cards that keep its relatively uh, early creatures on board rather than and win slower, but from there. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, next one is card advantage, which control wants. You know, it. You will. Control wins the game because it has a card to play that's good, and you don't. <laughs> and like yeah, that's a, how a good con- a good game of a control deck means that you have nine to ten cards in your hand pretty much the whole time. A yeah. control if you are playing a control deck and you are have one or two cards or you're top decking, you've probably lost. Right. Um, And the other one is mana advantage. And this is mostly shows up in ramp decks. So basically just bigger druid decks in Hearthstone. This is, this is a lot more of a thing in magic than it is in Hearthstone uh, for a few reasons. Mostly we don't have to draw lands like uh, in magic. You build a deck expecting to draw different numbers of lands. Like, you know, uh, for a 60 card deck like an aggro deck will play you know 18 to 24 lands a control deck will play 20 to 26 lands a ramp deck can play near can play like 29 lands sometimes the goal being like a ramp deck wants to be able to play a land every turn and is very unhappy if they ever miss and a control deck is only slightly behind that they want to play a land every turn if possible, especially in the early game. But like an aggro deck, you know, if they miss their second, if they miss playing a land on turn three, they're usually okay. They they don't care that much. And yeah. so, and, and the comparison here to Hearthstone is that these these lands are equal to our mana crystals. So, um, but there is no upper limit of cap on that for Magic, but it costs yeah. you deck slots and then draw rng and things like that exactly so you know a control deck will want to draw a lot of cards so that it's playing land every turn so it's drawing more cards so it's playing more lands whereas an aggro deck is like it wants to play three or four lands and then it really it would be perfectly happy if it never drew another land the rest of the game and instead just drew cards that did things (laughs) um and so the the mana advantage there for the bigger decks is that they get to play big stuff that does things every turn. This is less of a thing for Hearthstone because only Druid has ramp. You know, there are Druid decks that do win by mana advantage. Um, there, um, the uh, Celestial Linemen and Guardian Animals and mm-hmm. things that play Overgrowth right now, basically. Uh, does mana mana advantage i know you're talking specifically about ramp right now but that does that also count things like the cheating that is recruit 
Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. The, they are very related. I, I, I'm actually going to talk about that in a bit. But yes, they, okay. they are very similar, yes. Um, so to start off on the low end, aggro is primarily concerned with life advantage, as I said. Lots of cheap minions, lots of burn, some card draw. The, the One of the sort of defining characteristics of aggro is that it only wants to spend burn on minions if it's a mirror or if it results in more face damage over like a turn or maybe two. Like the like to me the quintessential aggro card is um oh and I'm blanking on the name, the one mana rogue card that just does three damage to the enemy hero is Oh is, yeah, uh Sinister Strike or something yeah, like that. Sinister Strike, yeah. It's like if you're not a pure aggro deck, you would never play that card in a million years. <laughs> like Yeah. You know. So ag- aggro is really all about the Mego face. Exactly. And like there are different variations about how it goes face. Like sometimes they will play a lot of pump spells like Paladin does now. Um, sometimes they will, um, you know, play a lot of burn. Sometimes it'll just be like almost all minions. Like uh, Disco Zoo, for example, is almost entirely minions. There's a very little burn. Um, and... But and those ratios will change, and you know, especially with classes, you know, what classes have to do that will change. But the important thing is, its most important thing is getting the enemy life total down. And it also aggro decks will vary in resiliency. Like if you clear, you know, if an aggro deck plays a bunch of buff spells, and you know, like you know. 15 minions or whatever it's like if you clear those minions they're they're kind of out of luck but like you know disco zoo you can clear them three times and they'll still have stuff to play (laughs) yeah so the thing with aggro i think the the foil to that if a controlled deck can get online and does not die by turn four or five which is really what aggro's mission is yeah so if if aggro has a bad draw and it doesn't really get out these super powerful fast turns at once, if control can come online and do things like start throwing taunts in the way, that's game over for aggro. Yeah. Usually. Yeah. That's actually, uh, that's a good point. I did, I did want to briefly mention there is. So in Hearthstone, there is um, the classic thing is aggro beats mid range, mid range beats control, control beats aggro. In Magic, that's reversed. It, it took me a huh. little while. Yeah. In in Magic, mid-range beats aggro, aggro beats control, control beats mid-range. It's super weird. Um, that's interesting. Yeah. Uh, and there are two is it reasons. Because, is it because aggro is so much faster in Magic? Um, there are two reasons. The first is that we have attacker's advantage. And so that... Um, and magic has defender's advantage. So like if, you know, if I have, like if I as an aggro deck have two two twos and you have a four four, at, in um, Hearthstone, I just attack your face with the two twos and you have to trade off it one at a time. And in magic, if I attack with the two twos, you block one of them and kill it and I deal you two damage. And the next turn you block the other one and kill it and I deal no damage. So I've done less damage and uh, they're... Uh, 4-4 is still alive, so that that gotcha. that's a major reason. 
don't know. All right. The other is that um, uh, there's a weirdness about so. Um, um, all right. Uh, it's um, magic is a game where um, value advantage is more important than tempo advantage, and um, uh, where cards matter more than uh, playing efficient where number of cards matters more than doing stuff quickly. And so uh, control, like, do you know, having two or three more cards than mid-range is just good enough to beat it most of the time, e- even if they have, you know, uh, what slightly less efficient answers for the mid-range cards. And so that's the weirdness there. Uh, anyway, uh, so... Th- that was aggro. Um, so mid-range, as I said, primarily concerned with board advantage. Uh, there is a concept in Magic that I, I think is very applicable here, which is good cards. And in Magic slang, a good card is a card that is just good most of the time, almost all of the time. This is be, be like a card you're happy to pick in Arena, that you are perfectly fine to slam on Curve, stuff like that. Like So... Just decent stats for mana. Yeah, will stick on the board. Will do something for you. Okay. Yeah, uh, has a good effect. Stuff like that. Like, um, and the um, so th- that is a concept in Magic. Uh, the joke being that like um, combo decks in Magic are like you know three have like three good cards in them, and you know. Uh, <laughs> some lands and the rest of it is all combo pieces that are terrible cards. If you have to just do normal things with them. Um, so, uh, so that that's the idea of good cards. Um, mid range decks are almost entirely good cards. That is their defining characteristic. That's what separates them from aggro on one side and control on the other is that almost every card in mid range is almost always good. Almost all of the time. Like, there will be synergy packages here and there, like if it's particularly efficient, like maybe you'll run, um, you know, two or three cards that are slightly less efficient, but together are really good. But like most of the time, most mid-range decks are almost entirely cards you're just happy slamming on curve. And that is, I think, the defining characteristic of mid-range. Okay. And... So on on the other end again, there's control, which again primarily concerned with card advantage. Uh, the key thing I think that separates control is it runs efficient though often narrow answers, inclu- which includes board clears. But it runs enough card draw and card generation so that they have the correct efficient answer most of the time. Like, you know, control has a, like. Could, building a control deck is often balancing like this card is really good against these three decks in the meta and this card is really good against these four decks in the meta and how many of each do I run right now and while still running enough draw and enough you know um, and enough actual threats to win the game uh, once it's got that way yeah I think of I think of control a lot as being a highly reactive play style. Definitely. Um, 
like I've been playing Control Warlock a lot recently, and there's a lot of okay, turn two, tap, turn three, tap, turn four, stare menacingly at the screen, yeah. turn five, stare menacingly at the screen, where you're not necessarily doing a lot, but you're building up that pool of resources, and then oh, you've got a small minion on board. I don't care. I'm going to ignore it because I'm not going to use removal on something that's not going to kill me or be of a serious threat to me right now. Um, And then by the time you get into the late game, then it's like, okay, great. We're at turn eight. And now you have developed a sizable threatening board and I twisty nether you and you have no resources. Exactly. Yeah. There's also... Uh, there, there's a phrase I wanted to put in here that gets thrown about a bit in Hearthstone, I think often incorrectly, that, that just comes from magic, which is a win condition. And in magic, a win condition is very specific. It is a card that can win when the board is stalled, when there is no more attacking and defending, or at least not much. They're often okay. like a big flyer that you know just flies over the board and you know deals like five damage at a time and clears off the enemy in a few turns or it's a combo that uh you know does a bunch of damage or something like that it is it mostly shows up in control decks or in limited like uh, in drafters sealed like arena style stuff and okay it people so in magic it has that very specific thing it is the card that will win when the game is stalled when there is no longer a back and forth and like for control decks, that's important because it is their goal to stall the board in Magic. Like they are trying to achieve this state, uh, and then you know eventually win through that. In Hearthstone, we don't have that problem. Like our boards never stall. You know, control has to answer all the threats until there are no more threats, and then whatever it has left, it can win with. Like we don't need specific win conditions. Um. And people also think it means like a card that usually ends the game, like uh, say Savage Roar or uh, Bloodlust. It's like that's not, you know, that can be a win condition, but you know those cards are very rare in Hearthstone. Like, so is like, it that within Magic a win condition is a single card that provides the kind of the win condition, quote unquote, yeah. where like. You say Savage Roar, it can be a win condition as long as you've met all of these other things like having a full board of minions. Yeah, yeah, that's that's definitely part of it. And it's like, in Magic, you just need it to be one card. And you'll, like, in a 60-card deck, you'll often only run, like, one or two copies of this instead of the four you're allowed to run of any card. And, um, you know, it's just, you'll stall the game until you eventually draw this. And then that's what will end the game before your opponent can, you know, top deck cards that actually do things. Um, okay. As like, we don't, our game doesn't really work like that. So win conditions are not much of a thing. And I, I've also seen people like think this means like, um, uh, uh, what was it? Rabbit bite in um, Hunter, like the, the deal five. It's like, no, 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 no. That's just burn. Use burn however your deck needs to use burn. You're you're fine. <laughs> so the closest thing, if you wanted to really kind of equalize them, for Hearthstone, a win condition is 
meeting the requirements of what your various deck archetype wants to do. The win condition of most control decks is to maintain card advantage, remove threats, and then end the game by either having some big things on board or through fatigue. Yeah. Yeah, The win condition for aggro is to kill your opponent before they can come online and do anything, ideally by turn four or five. So swarming the board and killing them. That is your win condition. It's more of archetype focused versus card focused. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And like, um, I would highly encourage you if you're thinking about a car, a specific card in your deck list as a win condition in Hearthstone, stop. Like you're almost certainly wrong. You are going to be much better off using it flexibly. Um, Until we talk about the next thing on the list <laughs> yes there there is an exception that exception is combo uh so combo can be combined with almost any other category here so um um I'll, I'll talk about that in a second um so combo is notable because it plays some number of otherwise usually bad cards that when combined have a major effect on the game usually winning it outright um so like there are combo aggro decks like Divine Spirit Inner Fire Priest. Okay, oh, mostly God, Divine deck. Spirit Inner Fire Priest. I'll be honest, there aren't that many of combo aggro decks. Uh, I'm so, I'm so glad that deck is gone. I, yeah, oh, I never liked that deck. Okay, sorry. Flashbacks. <laughs> yeah, there are combo mid range decks like Death Rattle Hunter or Force Roar Druid. Uh, there there have been a fair number of other ones, and there are uh, combo control decks, which is. When you think of a combo deck in Hearthstone, mostly you're talking about combo control. This is a lot of decks. Mind Blast Priest, Mally Druid, um, the most late game druids, honestly, that aren't just dropping tons of big stuff. Um, There are a fair number of these. Shudderwalk Shaman when that was a thing. Yeah, definitely. Um, So, you know, there are a bunch of combo control decks. Uh, there's also all-in combo, which in Magic, like all-in combo is a deck where, like in a sixty-card deck, maybe five of your cards actually interact with your opponent in any way, and the rest of them are get you to your combo, execute your combo, kill your opponent. And we basically never have those in Hearthstone. Like the closest we have is like Mechathune Warlock, where like it spends six turns drawing cards and then it kills you and like maybe it plays a defile or two and that's pretty much it that that okay. that's all in combo again it's very rare mostly we have combo control so yeah like but you know the the major archetypical thing about combo is it takes out some number of otherwise you know, reasonable good cards from a deck, from an aggro or uh, control or mid-range deck and puts in cards that are bad a lot of the time and then together do something amazing that wins the game or provides a huge advantage. Yeah, and combo decks can also be very fragile. Absolutely, um, yes. They 
need a lot of draw. They often need to draw in a specific order or have specific things in hand before they can play other resources that there are cards that are conditional on you having them in hand or that you play X before you play Y. Um, And then things like disruption that can mess with your opponent's hand, like dirty rat back in the day that could pull out a combo piece that they could then kill destroys the combo and you lose. Um, I've many times uh, played cards and burned someone's Mechathune, which is great when Mechathune gets burned and then it's just like you see their picture explode because they they concede. Their win condition of their deck is gone. (laughs) Yeah, that deck has one minion. It's a 10-10. And when they play it, they expect the game to end. It's like they don't have another plan. Yeah, so fragile. But that said, I do enjoy combo decks. They're they're. I find them fun. I find them challenging. Um, I really enjoyed Shutterwalk Shaman. Actually, after it went to wild and it got more yeah. resources, and you could do some different things with it. I'm kind of sad that it's not viable in wild anymore because I would go play that deck. It's fun. I should go play that deck. Yeah. Yeah. I, okay. <laughs> I, I I enjoy mid range combo decks, but most of the other ones are not my speed. Uh, and the next category, as we talked about earlier, uh, is ramp, primarily concerned with mana advantage. This also gets called big mana in um, Magic, just because they're um, ramp. The name ramp comes from the card Rampant Growth, which is effectively the same card as Unnerved Wild Growth, um, and uh, so, like, that is the a primary way of making more mana, but there's also, like, two or three other sideways ways of making more mana, and so sometimes it just calls, and they get lumped together as big mana. Anyway. Um, okay. They play cards that permanently increase their mana, then they drop huge threats that mid-range and control can't deal with. Uh, ramp is extremely weak to aggro. <laughs> like, that is one of the, like... That is the reason it is not always popular is that like if it beats mid-range and control, why don't people play it? It's because their aggro matchups are often awful. Like 20% range we're talking here. Uh, this is many, many druid decks throughout history. <laughs> Just lots of druid decks. That pretty much it. But next up okay. we have the big decks or the resurrection decks which have the similar scratch-up spread to ramp, but as Steven said, achieved in a different way by only playing big minions and small spells to stay alive till they get to the big minions. They, it has pretty much the same matchup spread, pretty much the same goals, just achieved in a different way. Um, you know, big priest, uh, um, uh, big shaman. Those are the major other ones. Res priest, of course. Easy big easy druid. Yep. That one was more of a ramp deck, but callback. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, and they those I I find that the the big slash res decks tend to be two things. They tend to be either control because you want to be resing and bringing back things over and over again so your opponent can't get through them and can't deal with the wave after wave after wave of gigantic minions. Yeah. Or 
it's a high roll deck where you have barns on three because you have a coin yeah. that pulls a, you know, Yasaraj that pulls a whatever. And then on turn four, you're hitting them for like 19 or 20. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I'd agree with those those descriptions. <laughs> um, and next up, we have a weird one. It's Burn. So Burn is a variant of mid-range that runs a preponderance of flexible direct damage. Notably, Burn is different than Aggro in that it is happy to use the damage to control the board if necessary. So it is like it is a higher curve deck, much generally than aggro, but it runs lots and lots and lots of direct damage. And the I, I, there are relatively few examples of this. There are sort of the Doomhammer Shamans have all been variations of this, mostly. Um, Angoro Gunther Mage, current spell damage mage if it's not playing Deck of Lunacy or doesn't hit that. Uh, Soul Demon Hunter is fairly close to this as well. Um, in wild, the the mage that's being played right now with flame wakers is kind of the same. That's running flame makers and a couple sorcerers apprentices, and then just a bunch of spells and uh, burn spells that you just play stuff and decimate things. Yeah, that's like a combo burn deck. It's funny. Yeah, it's gross. Um, so I have a question. You mentioned Ungoro Gunther Mage. What is Gunther Mage exactly? Because I have a feeling that did not come from Hearthstone either. Oh, no. no, no. Uh, Gunther was the first player to play that deck. It came from him. It was oh. Hearthstone. Okay. Sorry, yeah. Gunther. I didn't realize that you were a person. I thought you were just an archetype. <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. He was, he was a pro who was popularized the burn deck. It, that, that deck had like five different names and nobody could ever agree on what to call it. <laughs> it was the Angoro mage where you just put all the good cards in and discovered lots of stuff and burned people. And I could never play the deck, but it was very popular and very good at the time. <laughs> yeah. The only mage I remember because that, that was very early in my play time was the kind of tempo mage that was there near the end of Ungoro that was playing things like uh, the the portal, the Flamelands portal or whatever that was yeah, like Fire deal Lands five portal. damage, summon the Firelands portal. Yeah. Uh, you know, that and, you know, some other things that is basically what uh, Secret Mage turned into in Wild. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it was like take secret mage, take out all the secret stuff, take out all the secrets and put in more cards that burn. And that was come through mage. <laughs> okay. Um, so next up is a, another weird one. It's prison. So these are decks that set up a lock that prevents you from positively interacting and then ends the game on its own schedule, which can often be excruciating. Um, this is very rare in Hearthstone. I can, I could only think of two examples of, Old Kingsbane Rogue back when it ran the Lifesteal uh, spell and Quest Rogue, the first Quest Rogue. I'm like, that's okay. it? I think that's literally the only two examples. Well, th- those are the only two popular examples. <laughs> now, if you, if you go back into the history of Wild a little bit, when Shutterwalk was playable, we had things like Banana Lock 
which was a Shutterwalk deck that ran oh, right. Kamukla <laughs> to give your that. opponents bananas. Yeah. But you had also done things like play uh, uh, Lotheb. Yeah, which would increase the cost of spells, and then you were playing Shutterwalk after Shutterwalk, filling their hands with bananas, and then they they couldn't actually play anything. Um, no, no, you're right. So and that was the, that was a prison deck. <laughs> absolutely, yes, totally. I completely forgot that deck existed. Yeah, there was also another one that also did something similar with Sergeant Sally as well. And if you know what Sergeant Sally does, um, that's impressive because I play wild and I don't even remember what she does. Three mana, one, one, but, death rattle, deal damage equal to uh, its power to all enemy minions. Yeah. I opened so, one game one of Mean Streets. I still remember it. I wanted him buff to work. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, there, there are, but they are, they are not common. There isn't one currently in the meta for sure. No. I think and like, the closest the closest you could say we've had to a prison deck in this meta would have been Death and Taxes Paladin and Wild before it was nerfed. Yeah. Because you were setting up a board state that made it difficult, if not impossible, for the other person to do anything. Yeah. The, the difference between Death and Taxes and Prison is that Death and Taxes plays minions that prevent you from interacting with those minions and then they slowly kill you. And Prison... Uh, plays cards to prevent you from interacting and then plays the win condition afterwards generally yeah um but yeah that they, they're they have they share a lot of dna um and the last the last category is by far the most contentious <laughs> i there was an argument about this definition in a magic um discord i was in like last week literally uh <laughs> Um, is tempo uh, also sometimes gets called aggro control uh, so mm. in magic this is a very specific archetype it plays aggressive minions often ones that grow when you play spells and counter spells to protect those and throw off your opponent's plan they also tend to play like bounce stuff like sap or um, freeze effects you know Lots of high tempo plays, effectively, which is hence how okay. I got that name. Um, this this also this like mid range cares about board advantage. It just goes about it differently rather than gaining the board back after like turn three. It wants to have the board on like turn at the end of turn two and just never lose it. Um, uh, Secret Mage originally got called Tempo Mage because it played aggressive creatures and then it played the next best thing we had to counter spells, which is secrets. Um, the Since then, it's often come to mean it's like something between aggro and midrange. It's more accurate to the magic definition would be an aggro deck that runs secrets in any, um, in any way. Like, I think the... Um, like, I think current aggro paladin is or current secret paladin is largely a tempo deck i think um like uh highlander hunter was uh, a tempo deck for most of its existence once it added the secret package like that was a major part of that deck Mm -hmm. the idea of you uh get ahead early or at the very least stay close to even against aggro and then you play some cards that make your opponent make weird plays that make your opponent off a little bit that freeze the board and give you a little breathing room. And then you use those 
And then you use that little bit of advantage to just keep pushing through and keep pushing through and do a little bit of damage here and a little bit of damage there and end the game that way. Yeah, and for me, that's that's very much how I like to play Rogue. I, I play Tempo Rogues a lot because yeah. it's also with Tempo decks, you tend to actually play your cards and be doing something. You have something to do every turn and your decision-making process isn't what am I going to do this turn? It's what am I going to do in three turns and how am I going to get there? Yeah. Yeah. That's, I love playing tempo as well. I'm, I'm a huge fan of it in both magic and in Hearthstone. Um, and uh, that is one of the defining characteristics of it is that you have to be extremely careful every turn. Like, there is no, okay, I'm set, or okay, I'm waiting for them to set up. It's no, you have to be eking out that advantage every turn. <laughs> and I love that. I love that feeling. Yeah, and there are times, like, you know, I think we go back to Rogue this time last year, yeah. where you might on turn three or four go, okay, I've got a bunch of cards in my hand, and I create a big Edwin, but I'm all in on that plan. You kill that Edwin, my game is over. Yeah, But if you can't answer a 12-12 Edwin on turn three or turn four and you get hit by it a couple times, you're in a lot of danger. Yeah. Yeah, that... I love Tempo so much. (laughs) (laughs) Well, gee, I I wonder how the name of this podcast came about. (laughs) No idea what you could mean. (laughs) Yeah. So I... I I agree. I I think this is very clear. I think one of the things that we touched on most recently in this conversation is the fact that, well, we have these large buckets that we want to put things into. This is aggro. This is mid-range. This is control. This is combo. There is a kind of spectrum or continuum of what's happening there. You can have an aggro-y mid-range deck. You can have a control-y mid-range deck versus you know, pure aggro or really hard control. Yeah. Um, So there is some flex and maneuverability between all of these. They are not hard and fast rules. Yeah. One of the, I, I, there is actually one other interesting thing I want to touch on briefly is that like between aggro and mid range and hearthstone, there is almost a complete spectrum. Like you could build a deck almost anywhere on that line and like mid range to control. There's not, as much of a spectrum, there there tends to be a pretty clear dividing lines between mid range and control. And weirdly, in in Magic again, that's reversed. Like there's a pretty clear dividing line between mid range decks and aggro decks in um, Magic, but the, the like the lines between mid range and control can often be extremely blurry. And like, okay, it's often a good sign of a deck if people are like. That's a mid-range deck. No, that's a control deck. It's like, then the deck's probably too good if you can't tell. <laughs> if it's being okay. too many things at once, it's probably too good. It's also, other than like combo, whatever, you know, combo is just a descriptor. But like, if if something's like, that's an aggro deck. No, that's a mid-range deck. It's playing all good cards. No, but it's trying to get your life down. It's all, uh, you know. And it's all uh, focused on life totals. It's like, hmm, we might have a problem okay. here. <laughs> so let let me let me ask you some questions. We'll we'll go sure. straight through right now. I'm looking at HS replay um, right now. Paladin is listed as the number one archetype. So yeah. secret Libram Paladin mid range. Yeah, that's definitely mid range. 
Agro Paladin is well, aggro. Definitely. Secret Paladin? I'd call that tempo, but it's uh definitely more aggro weaning than sort of traditional tempo decks. Murloc Paladin. Uh no one's playing it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm honestly not sure I've seen it played. So I, I probably aggro, but I I can't be sure. <laughs> okay, uh, face hunter. Uh, that's definitely aggro. Leorox OTK hunter. Uh I'd call that combo aggro, or maybe combo. No, that's combo mid range. It's too slow to be combo. Combo, Combo mid-range. Okay. I, I've died to that once. That's the one that runs King Crush and is just yeah. like, okay, well, that was interesting. Um, Let's see. Warrior. Rush Warrior. Uh, that's definitely a mid-range deck. Okay. So Rush, it doesn't mean it goes fast like aggro because <laughs> <laughs> no. we're changing things. Uh, Big Warrior. Ramp? Uh, yeah, I'd call that Ramp or Big. Yeah. Yeah, and Control Warrior is, of course, Control. Yep. All right, what do we have going on in Rogue? Rogue, we've got archetypes currently listed. Miracle Rogue. Oh, yeah, that that's another... Uh, it comes from magic term. Um, that... I'd call that... Hmm... I, I should have made midrange or I should have made miracle its own category. I didn't think about that one, but yeah, like the notable thing about midrange is that it it cares a lot about or the notable thing about miracle is that it wants to play a lot of cards on one turn to overwhelm an opponent, and that that I think is its defining characteristic. So it, it doesn't really fit in any of the other categories. Okay, so I mean it's. It's kind of combo that you generally need certain pieces to be able to set up that draw engine to be able to play yeah. a bunch of things. Yeah. All right. Uh, Secret Rogue would be tempo-y. Definitely. Poison Rogue would be what? Aggro-y combo? I think. I, I admit I haven't actually seen. prison? Yeah, I, I might call it prison, but I've only seen it played like once, so I'm not particularly confident on that. I played it a little bit until it stopped working, and yeah, it was very much like I was playing off the board, I was buffing a weapon, and they people couldn't interact with me for the most part. So yeah, kind of that. Yeah. Stealth Rogue mid-range, Cthune Rogue, I haven't even seen. I don't even know what that is. That's it's a weird like control. It, it's it's like trying to be control rogue, which works about as well as you would think. <laughs> okay, no minion mage. Um, that's clearly a burn deck. Spell damage mage. Uh, that's also a burn deck, though a little less clear. Ping mage. Uh that that's sort of mid range combo, mid range something like that. Okay. Down the list to Druid. Oh, wow. So many archetypes for Druid. We've got Token, Primordial, Clown, Taunt, Guardian, Celestial, and Miracle Druids. <laughs> uh, well, Token's Token's pretty much an aggro deck, though maybe midrange. Uh, token is... Oh. 
I guess it's more combo mid-range or combo aggro. And you see, this discussion right here is exactly why we say there is a whole spectrum of how things get classified. Yeah, definitely. I think this one, I think the Gibberling builds are combo aggro, but I I could see combo mid-range. Um... Yeah, I don't know. Let's see. What else is being played by win rate? What is the... Yeah, token is like the highest win rate and kind of most played currently. Yeah. Um, So there's two others, and I don't know if this is an archetype. This is kind of a specific deck in Hearthstone. So I don't know that it, we would give it its own archetype, but how would you classify a mill deck? Oh, yeah, that's a good one as well. So mill decks, they tend to be like... they Mill decks are often prison decks. They are, they are trying to prevent you from playing while also uh, killing you by this weird sideways route. They're almost like... They're almost reverse prison in that they're willing to interact with you, but the thing they're doing to win is completely uninteractable. Yeah. They're, they're not, the win condition for that deck is not to hit you in the face. I mean, they might hit you in the face along the way, but the win condition is to have you die in fatigue. Yeah, exactly. Now, in Magic, and again, I'm not a Magic player in limited context, yeah. I believe in magic. If you run out of cards, you just die, correct? Yeah. If you ever go to draw a card and you don't have any cards left, you just lose instantly. Yeah. So mill for for uh, magic is very deadly if they can get you to burn through your deck as quick as you can. Yeah. Um, if you can get it online and working like mill rogue in wild, I have played that on more than one occasion and it's usually when I'm feeling a little salty and I'm like, I don't want other people to have fun. I want the fun all to be for me. Um, so that that's another one. Yeah. It's, it's the, a, the last. It has very similar matchup spreads to like ramp and big res decks where it tends to lose incredibly bad to aggro and be okay against mid range and just utterly crush control. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's there's no more fun than playing a mill rogue against something like a control warlock. And it's like, oh, they ended the turn with nine cards in their hand. Well, I'm going to play some cold light oracles. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And I, I've been on the other side. It feels bad. Like, I get that. It's just, it's one of those things that it's not an archetype we see all the time, but it does happen on occasion. Yeah. And then, of course, there's the the favorite decks of favorite decks, and I think Banana Lock fits into this, and that's the meme decks. <laughs> the decks that people put together because they're like, I mean, on the 15th of every month, Nosedormu Day. Um, <laughs> yeah. The, I... There was some point along the line a few years back where I heard someone mention it and I was like, you know what? I want to try it. I don't care about my rank because I'm like done climbing or whatever. And I want to see, can I, can I actually win with this? And I highly recommend this if you have a collection of cards and you can go do this in casual. So you don't even have to do this on the ladder. 
build a deck that is nothing but legendary cards. For added value, make sure one of them is Prince Malkazar. For uh, for added cards. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting because you realize that there are, one, it helps you learn that not all legendaries are good. No. <laughs> but I think playing that deck, it was fun because there was the initial thing of, okay, if I have some lower curve minions... I can get them out and play them. And you start to understand how they fit into the larger game. Uh, I'm thinking of the, what is it? The two mana one, one death rattle draws a card. Oh, uh, I just blanked out his name. Um, Blood Mage Thantos. Or Thantos? Yes. I, yes. I can't remember like, how Blood that is spelled or pronounced. <laughs> yeah. I, it's just blood, blood mage as far as I think of it. Um, when I first saw that card played, I'm like, why would anyone want this? Why do you like it's two mana for a one one that doesn't stick on board? Yeah, it has spell damage, but it dies really easy and it draws a card. And I didn't understand how powerful that card is. Yeah. It it's great. But yeah, go go play an all legendary deck, and it'll be fun because as you start playing legendaries that people don't recognize because they don't see play. You throw something on a board and then you see someone like mouse over and hover your card and read it and then come back and then hover the card again. Yeah. And they're confused because it's like, why are you playing these cards? And then they might pick up that. Well, wait a minute. Every single card this person plays is a legendary minion. It was fun. It was a really interesting experience. And if you want to do something just for the pure fun of, I want to play cards. I do don't care about winning necessarily, but the few times you do pull off a win with a deck like that, it's a blast. Yeah. So meme decks. Yeah. Meme yeah, decks are I, very often combo decks of some description. <laughs> <laughs> also true. So yeah, I, I think you've, you've hit all of these in a really good way. And all of this is to say is the this gives you a kind of heuristic or a way of thinking about what the decks are. So when you hear hear someone say, oh, blah, 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 aggro, you yeah. know, oh, okay, so this is going to be fast and it's going to do this. Whereas if they say combo or control and you see a tweet, oh, I won with this combo druid, you might have to dig in if you don't recognize it yourself and go, okay, what is the combo in this deck? Yeah. And knowing what that is, then you also are learning how to not only play that deck, but how to play around it and counter it as well. Yeah. I think knowing generally how each of these plays and how each of these wants to win it is a very useful skill. Oh, yeah. You, you know what else is a really useful skill? I have no idea. Keeping our podcast to 30 minutes or less. <laughs> <laughs> we managed to do it for one week in the last month, and then we decided to have this conversation. <laughs> My notes were short. I just talked a long time. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, it, it's a great conversation. I'm not upset at all, but I'm seriously wondering if I have to change the intro to this podcast at this point. <laughs> Honestly, probably. Uh, <laughs> all right. Is there is there anything? Do we know anything about what's uh, 
what's coming do we we don't really have any announcements or anything that i've seen in the last week no i think the only timing thing we know is that if there are going to be balance changes it will be after the masters tour which is next weekend okay okay so yeah um i guess the other thing like if if i do want to hit one thing that is something that we don't cover here but you know from uh xr's most recent thing i thought this was interesting because i actually saw this one on twitter yesterday when it came through that about battlegrounds because battlegrounds apparently is popular i mean we know that it has good viewers on twitch and things like that if hearthstone's battlegrounds was an exclusive thing on steam so if it was just its own standalone game most days it would be in the top five to 10 games at any given time. Ooh, wow. That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Um, so for an example, like there, there's a link. If you go to out of cars where you can see what the global steam stats are, but as of the writing, when this took place, path of exile was in 10th place with 110,000 peak players. so you're talking like at any given time there's easily probably a quarter of a million players or more playing battlegrounds that is that's a very good number yeah i mean because i i actually i played some battlegrounds this week i had some battlegrounds things in my weeklies and normally i re-roll those yeah but i was like Oh, I'll, I'll play one. And actually, it wasn't that bad. It's a great way to also take care of things like play battle cry cards. Yeah. Um. But yeah, when I saw that, it's like in the top five to ten games of concurrent players on most days just for that mode. Uh, that's pretty amazing. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Uh, with that, another great show. Thanks for listening. Thanks for hanging out. We have no clue what we're going to talk about next week because there probably won't be any news. So uh, if you want to go ahead and give us a suggestion or recommendation or you want us to talk about something in particular, let us know. You can find us at uh, discord.me slash play for tempo. Yeah, that's right. That's the name of this podcast again. And, uh, you know, we, we just, we, we love hanging out and talking to people. Um, you can find us in a lot of other discords as well. I mean, I've been enjoying, I've haven't been posting as much cause I've been super busy with work and things have been crazy and insane for me lately, but you know, there's so many great communities, the, the squelch community, the coin concede community, the off curve community, the, the insert community here, most likely if it's on discord it's if we're there and we're hanging out it's a pretty good community so just like thanks everyone for being cool yeah shout out to the greater inter to the greater hearthstone podcast sphere yeah oh and uh we we didn't directly address it and you know they part of it is because it was being addressed by everyone um yeah but yes as as the the dominant quote-unquote visible players of men i just want to say that everything that all of the women of hearthstone have been coming out and talking about their experiences and 
what they want to see changed and why things are, aren't okay is a hundred percent true. And I, I personally am in full support of having more women in the game, be visible and be safe and be having fun because we're all gamers and I'm super impressed and just amazed by their power and their strength coming out and telling their stories and that they're not willing to deal with the bullshit anymore. And I'm super happy. And I hope that not only the women marching forward, but that the rest of us also march with them and say, no, we want, accurate representation and we want a more fair and level playing field and we want everyone to be treated equally. And I think that's a great thing. And that's all I have to say about that. I could not have said it better. I a hundred percent agree with all of that. Okay. All right. That's it. Good. I, I, I got that out without going too ranty. All right. Love y'all. Have fun. Goodbye. Bye. Wow. Well played.